Hey guys, it's Heaven from Just a Grown True Crime, and today I'm going to be telling you about this app called Anchor. It helped me start my podcast, and it can help you start yours. Anchor is a free app that lets you use it from your phone or your computer. So if you want to do it on the go, and you want to just record, you can record one. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more to get your own podcast out there. You can make money from your own podcast with no minimum listenership. So it's everything you want in just one podcast. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I did. What are you waiting for? Hey guys, welcome back to Just a Girl in True Crime. I'm your host, Heaven. And tonight we're going to talk about something a little different. So... If you listened to my last recording, it was the second and final part of Carla Homoka and Par Bernardo. And at the end of the podcast, I said we would do something a little spooky. And I've been racking my brain since I uploaded of what I was going to do. And I was listening to this podcast today at work and I got this great idea to talk about something paranormal again. But instead of a actual story of something else... I'm going to be talking about my paranormal experiences that I have dealt with as a childhood and of what I've dealt with as an adult as now. So, it's pretty wild. I swear to you, it all happened. And it was just a crazy experience. And, you know, I want to know your guys' paranormal experiences. If you guys have ever dealt with paranormal, knew a friend, family member, or anybody else has dealt with paranormal so I just kind of want to hop into it because there's a lot of stuff that happened to me and if you follow my Instagram at just a girl in true crime I'll be uploading a video of what happened to me as a prior adult of what I've saw but stay tuned to listen to that part so we're gonna go back a little bit um to about when I was 13, 14 years old, I believe. Um, I'm originally from Pennsylvania, and I still live here in Pennsylvania today. Um, This happened in a small town, excuse me, called Dallas Town. Um, Now, if you're not from Pennsylvania, or you haven't, don't have family, or you're not familiar with it, it's it's a town in Pennsylvania, obviously. And I didn't live there for a long time, but when I did, It was pretty scary because this is my very first paranormal experience I've ever had with, I'll tell you what they are. So I lived in a halfway house, I'm sorry, not a halfway house. I lived in half a house and it had three bedrooms and one and one one half baths. I had to figure out how to say that. Um, and I distinctively to this day remember how the house looked. So you walked in and you walked into the front door and there was your living room. And then if you like walked a little bit further, there was a dining room. And to the left side, there was your half of your bathroom. And then there was like a half door. Um, how I picture it, it's like a, it almost like to me now is like a look like a baby gate but it wasn't it was like a half a door and it let me it led us down to our basement i never remembered 
going down the basement because basements freaked me out in general. And then if you walked out of the bathroom, um, out of my dining room, there was my kitchen and the back door to go into our backyard. And then there were stairs on the left side where you would walk up and then straight ahead would be my parents' bedroom. And then in the next room would be one bedroom. And then to get to the second, the third bedroom, you had to walk through the second bedroom where there was the third bedroom and the whole bath and then in my room there actually was an attic and there was a door leading up to the attic now before I moved in like we went to look in the house or not before like the day we moved in they my family members went up to the attic and there were books there was potions and there was a Ouija board. Um, now at the time, like I said, I was 13, maybe 14. I, and I didn't know anything about paranormal. I knew about ghosts, but I didn't know how far the ghost stuff went. And my one family member said, we have to get rid of all of this because the people who previously, previously lived there were, um were trying to bring the devil back um and there was all these like I said there were the books that were there to bring him back I guess and they were all these old books and they there were these little glass jars filled with a whole bunch of different stuff and everything and I remember my cousin and I we walked up and like we tried to open the one and somebody in our family was like, no, we have to throw that out. Um, and then, I mean, that's what they said. It was to bring the devil back. And then they found the Ouija board. And they threw everything out. And kind of left it at that. So, at first when we moved in there. And we were there for, like, probably a couple months. Like, I wasn't there. We weren't there long. And I don't really know why we just didn't stay there long. Um, the neighbors next to our house my parents befriended and you know being at a young age I didn't know what a Ouija board was um and we'd go play with their kids and they had a whole bunch of different board games and my cousin she actually said oh hey heaven you want to play with this this board game it glows in the dark now, don't laugh at me, but this is what I thought it was called because I didn't know what it was. When I looked at the Ouija board, I didn't know how to pronounce Ouija. And I said, oh yeah, let's play Ohanji because of Glue in the Dark. I know it's a fun, It's kind of funny to think about now that's, that's how we pronounced it, Ohanji, because that's how it sounded. So we read the directions and... Um, I said, okay, so we just ask it questions and we just put our hands on this thing. And I was like, we can't, one person can't play. So two people had to play. So during this time, like ghost adventures, ghost hunters, they were like pretty, they were like pretty big. And I remember like watching and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like I want to do this. So we sat in my neighbor's house because I don't know why she had it honestly and you know 
my cousin and I were just asking stupid questions like, oh, like I had this one boyfriend, his name was Noah, and I was like, oh, will I ever get married to Noah? And the Ouija board was like, yes, like they moved the thing to yes, and I looked at her and I'm like, that's not funny, don't move it. She's like, I'm not moving it. So we were just like asking it like normal questions. We weren't, we weren't asking like anything like, is this place haunted? Because like, I've never had that happen. Well, I guess the neighbor's daughter got pretty freaked out and she went to tell her mom and they called us down there like, you can't play with that. They didn't really give us an explanation of why we couldn't play with it. We just weren't allowed to play with it, and that was that. So, my cousin and I, we ended up going back into my house, and we were like, you know, this is okay. That was kind of cool. Well, things started to happen up in my attic, um, and we got this, like, at first it was, like, little things. We just hear, like, the stairs creak. And we didn't really think anything of it. We just thought, okay, it's an old house. Like, <laughs> there's no ghost. So, flash forward to like a couple nights later, we decided to get this bright idea. And I had this MP3 player. And you could record on it and then like listen to yourself. So, we took the MP3 player and we went up to my attic. And we were like, if anybody's here, um, please speak into this MP3 player. We'll leave it up here and we'll come back later and get it. And in the attic on each side of the room, there were like these two like little doors um, on each side of the wall. And I guess they were just like cubby spaces, but I remember they freaked me out. And it was so hot up in that attic. Obviously, heat rises. But, oh, it was really hot, and we could never stay up there for long, because we were going to go play up there, like, and we were just going to have it our, our own thing, but the, the doors just freaked me out, so we didn't end up actually playing there. We went up there for a couple things, but I didn't, my family also didn't store anything in the attic. Um, and then we would tell them, like, we're going to leave this piece of paper here. There's no airflow and there's no windows. So we were like, you know, if you want to move the paper, you can move the paper as well to let us know you're here. And then we'd go back downstairs. We'd go back down to my room and we'd forget about it. And then one of us would be like, oh, the recording thing. We have to go get it to see if anything was left on it. Well, the first, like, couple times we didn't get anything. Like, the paper didn't move. Well, it was night the one... The one night, um... I had a big, like, TV in my room. And we were just sitting in the, my room with, um... A lamp on and everything. And, like, them portable, like, PSPs that they used to have back in the day um and I had two beds on the side of my room a dresser like an end table and my tv so we got this bright idea and we're like okay let's ghost hunt again I mean let's see if we can let's see if we can see anything well at first like it was quiet 
Um, and then we heard creaking again coming down from my attic like someone was coming down. But the door was shut. We were too afraid at first. And we were like, no, someone's just messing with us. It's nothing. Like, we kind of pushed it off. And we were sitting all, we were sitting on the one bed together. And my cousin looks at my TV and she's like, oh, my God, do you see that? And I'm like, see what? So we're using like the, we, and we had the light off and we were using our PSPs and our cell phone, like them old cell phones and stuff that you, like right when cell phones came out, we were using them as light. And I was like, see what? And she had the light pointed toward the TV and on my other side of the bed, you could see this figure jumping up and down on the bed. And she's like, do you see that jumping? And at first I was like, there's nothing jumping. And then like I kept looking at my TV. And then I saw like the white shadow. And it looked like a child that was jumping on my other bed. And then like we'd look away from the TV like thinking we could see it. But we couldn't see anything. And then we would look at back at the TV. And then it would jump and then it would be gone. So then, okay, we got intrigued, and we were like, you know, let's let's keep this going. This this is cool. So then we started to ask questions like, is anybody here? Um, we didn't get anything other than the jumping the first night, and then my cousin got scratched, and we went to the bathroom, and she had scratches on the back of her neck, and I was like, okay. That's weird. So we didn't think anything of it. We stayed up pretty late just trying to get voices, but we didn't hear anything. We went to bed. The next night we did the same thing, but things kind of like intensified. We went back up to the attic and we were like, you know, if anything's here again, um, speak to the MP3. We'll put the paper on the floor move it well throughout the day instead of just night we would also hear stuff going on upstairs when we were in my room and then it was kind of like okay so we'd go we'd go see um the paper would be moved and we always kept the cat like the doors to them little like crawl spaces shut but the one on the left side always seemed to be open, no matter if we closed it or not. Every time we went back up there, it was open, but never the right. It was always the left one. So then we took the recorder down, and we played it, and we actually got two voices this time. And I remember them vividly to this day, which is scary. Um... The first one was, like, a little kid, and how we, like, heard it, it said, help me, mommy, help me, mommy, and we were, like, oh, my God, that's crazy, and, like, you heard, like, moving around, well, then, like, a man's voice, flat as day, said, get out, and we listened to it up in the attic, so we were scared, <laughs> so we ran down my attic, and we were like, tonight we'll, we'll do the same thing, we'll 
we'll, we'll play ghost hunting and everything like that. And we heard the walk, the creaking of my stairs. Um, we heard like, I, I'm, I'm in my living room, so if you can't hear this, I'll explain it. We heard like coming down my wall as we heard the sounds of the stairs so it got to a point where I was terrified to go to sleep because every time I try to sleep you would hear the creaking and you'd hear the scrapes against my you'd hear the scrapes along the wall of coming down to my attic I always made sure the door was shut um I don't know what could have caused it still to this day um I don't know I mean like thinking about it now I'm pretty sure the um, Ouija board had something to do with it, but I'm also not 100% sure because I didn't play with it in the house that I lived in. Um, so we didn't sleep at all that that night, and I had my bedroom door shut, and we fell asleep probably like early in the morning, and we did not sleep long. Um, when we woke up, there were like you know them you know like the hot pads used to take to get out of like the stove and everything and put on your table for like pans and stuff well somehow my bedroom door was open and from the bottom of my stairs from my kitchen the whole way up there were hot pads all into the room into the middle from the bottom of my stairs to the middle of my room where my end table was and they were just scattered so I told my stepmom and I was like and I even played her the recordings I was like listen to what we found in the attic there's ghosts in the house we live in a haunted house so I played the recordings for her because my dad was at work and she said she said we made the voices up and it was us and we put the hot pads for um the whole way from the kitchen to my bedroom and we ended up keeping the door open which i never kept my door open i when i was in there I always had it closed and i was like it wasn't me it wasn't me there's something in the attic and um then when my dad came home from work, I told him the same thing, played the recording, and I told him all that. And then they looked at me and were like, ghosts aren't real. You guys are just imagining things. And I'm like, I'm not imagining things. I know what I heard. I know what I still hear. Something is wrong. Well, I guess, like, they must have got freaked out a little bit. I don't know if it was by the I'm guessing it was by the recordings, but I'm not sure. Because after that day, we never talked about it. Um, but they told my neighbors, the ones who had the Ouija board, um, and they gave them, like, sage and stuff and told them that they needed to contact a priest so they could have the priest come in and bless our house. Because if they were, if we were experiencing that, then something could be wrong. Now, my parents are not religious, um, they didn't go, like, they didn't go to church. I went to church when I was little. Um, but 
I don't think they believed in God, so they thought we were ma- we were making everything up. But I kind of secretly think they believed it because we were only there a couple months, and then I moved like three hours away. Um, they never had a priest come in and bless the house. Probably a good thing because that probably would have made things a lot worse if. I'm thinking about it now, but I'm not sure. I'm glad we got out of the house. So from Dallas town, we moved to a place called Johnstown. And that's like a couple hours, I believe, away from Pittsburgh. And I lived in two houses there. The one was on Beatrice Avenue, but nothing like crazy happened there. And I was probably 15 yeah 15 I believe 14 15 I want to say I was 15 if that makes sense so the stuff in Dallas time must have happened when I was 14 and it was just like a couple months shy of my 15th birthday um and nothing like freaky happened there but I started to, like, get into, you know, more things with paranormal. It kind of piqued my interest more because I was watching a lot of stuff, you know. Um, And then we moved, like, I'm not going to say across town. Well, I guess it's, like, across town. So nothing happened on Beatrice Avenue. And then we moved on Glen Street. And the house I lived in there was 60 and a half Glen Street. I know, when I moved there, I was like 60 and a half. That's weird. I don't even know if the place is still there, but it's weird. Um, When we moved there, nothing like really... When I moved from Dallas Town to Beatrice, nothing happened, so I thought things were okay. But for some reason, when I moved to Glen Street, things kind of took a little turn for the worst. Um, and, you know, since I was older, I didn't go with my parents. Like, they would, um, they would go to my grandma's house, and she lived in Nanny Glow. And they would always be like, do you want to come? And I'm like, no, I just want to stay home. And they're like, okay. So, the one day, they left. They left sometime in, like, the afternoon. And now I have this, like, rule, which I'm so weird about. Um, that I don't stay upstairs because I'm the only one in and I'm terrified of like someone coming in or something like that. Like I'm very suspicious when it comes to stuff like that and still am to this day a little bit. Like I can't sit in my living room with my back, um, towards my front door. Like I have to, my couch is like an L shape and I have to be like right in the middle so I can see the door and still see the TV. Um, it's something that just freaks me out about it, and I don't know why. Um, but when I was down in the living room, I turned, I got something to eat, got something to drink, and, um, I put on the TV. Now, in this home, it had a porch. You walked in. There was my living room. There was my dining room, and this also was a one and a half bath. Um, and my stairs... You could go up two ways. There was like 
two or three stairs on each side, and then it led to the upstairs. So if you walked from my dining room, you went into the kitchen, and on the right-hand side, there was a basement. I actually went down in this basement. Oh, I'm sorry, I just, I just thought I saw something under the corner of my eye. <laughs> oh, good thing it's a little light out. And um, then there was my kitchen, and then it was like where my fridge is, like where the fridge was, and then we had our table in there, and there was the, our bathroom there and a sliding door, and then we had like another part that was like weird. Um, it was still all one kitchen, but it had like a space where it had my our stove, our counters, our sink, and then, you know, just the wall, and right beside it was the bathroom. Um, and that was my downstairs, and then if you went upstairs, and this was a three-bedroom, so if you went up and you went to the right, there was the whole bath, and then my brother's room that had a balcony porch-type thing on the outside, and my parents, I remember my parents let me have that room because I stole a couple of their cigarettes, and they didn't like it and they were afraid that I was going to go out there on the deck and smoke but the deck wasn't safe um it had some weak spots and everything like that so then if you went to the left you had my room and then you had my parents bedroom but in my brother's room which is weird that I'm thinking about it um I also had an attic but the attic was the door was in their room and this wasn't like a normal attic like it um in my other house because everything was closed like I remember this attic was very weird because it was a, another half a house but you could actually there was like this metal fence type thing where you could probably you could just climb over and you can go into my neighbors because it wasn't really closed off by anything. It looked like it was like a whole house at one time, and then they you know just like split it or whatever. Um, but you could actually walk over to the the neighbors as long as they didn't have their attic locked. You could just walk right into their house, um, and it was weird. And there was, like, poles in the middle to hold up this fence-type thing. Um, but it wasn't as hot. It was very cool. Um, actually, all the places I lived in, the place in Dallas Town and the two places in Johnstown, they all had basements and attics. But that one was very weird because you could just, like, walk upstairs and be like, hey, I can go over to your house if I want. It's kind of creepy, though, at the same time. So, nothing creepy happened in this attic. As far as I'm aware of, I'm not sure. I'm just glad I didn't have the room with the attic because of the stuff at Dallas Town. Um, but anyway. So, like I said, my parents and my siblings, they went to my grandma's sometime in the afternoon. I got a drink, I got something to eat. Had a vision of the kitchen and I could see the TV. Now this one... I had to have my back towards the door, but I was right by the door, so I could see if someone was going to come in. And now I wish I sat on the other couch, but 
just wait. Um, I was sitting there and I was watching TV and then all of a sudden I looked out in my kitchen and I saw this black figure dart from my basement door to my fridge and I was like, I'm seeing stuff. And then I saw it dart over to the bathroom and I'm like, oh no. So what does my dumbass do? I'm like, okay, I can go investigate. This this is nothing. So I originally like get up and I'm like I'm walking slowly and I was gonna go down into my basement for some reason because I ha- we had a door down there that went out to our side of our house in our backyard. But I was like, it's a black shadow. That makes no sense. And I just wanted to make sure it was locked. Well, as soon as I tried to open the um, basement door, I heard a boom, boom, boom. Like it banged and my door handle rattled. And I was like, uh-uh. So... I was, I stood there for a little bit and then I heard it again and I was like, no. So I ran and I ran over to my neighbors and I knocked on their door and the husband answered and I said, can you come over and check my basement because I believe somebody's in my house and it had like, um, it had a latch to lock it and my door was latched. And I said, I think someone's in the house, and I, can you just come check it out? He said, yeah, I'll come check it out. So I walked him over to the door, and he opened it, and I stood there, and he walked downstairs and searched around and said, oh, no, nobody's in here. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. I was like, I heard a banging on the door and it was closed and he's like yeah you're fine no one's in here I'll be here if you need me and I'm like okay thank you and then my parents got home (laughs) they didn't get home till late so I had all my lights on (laughs) in my house and my parents came in they're like it looks like a damn lighthouse in here I'm like yeah well I guess my neighbors ended up telling my parents and they're like did you think somebody was in here I said yeah I said the um door handle rattled and I heard a bang 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 or a boom 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 on the door twice and they started laughing and I'm like it's not funny like something's going on um and to this day I can't I can't explain the black shadow I don't know where it went I know I saw it I saw it run and it was a figure it was a figure that I saw run from the door to my, to behind my fridge and then from the fridge over to like the bathroom. I don't know where it went. I don't know what it was. Thinking about it because like I'll think about it periodically when it pops in my mind and I'm thinking, you know, maybe it's from Dallas town. Maybe something latched on and they're trying to hurt me. And I got really scared. I mean, because now I'm in to the paranormal world. Like, it's interesting. The ghosts, like the demons, the spirits, the different realms and everything. It's something that just interests me. And, you know, like I've looked online and everything. And they say if you play with a Ouija board, you're supposed to close it out properly and say, like, mm-hmm. you're done playing and everything. Like, it's time to say goodbye. 
Well, at the time, I didn't close it out because I didn't know it was actually to connect with spirits. I thought it was just something where you could ask it stupid questions and they would answer you. Did not know the effects of it. So I vowed to myself that I would never play with a Ouija board again. But now I catch myself going, huh, I want to play with the Ouija board again. I don't know why. I just do. Um, so after that, like, I didn't really hear anything else. I went, I went down to my basement because we had, from my brother's room in my kitchen, we had like one of them things where you lift up and it was like a chute where you could drop your clothes and stuff down into the basement. And we used that a lot and I'd go down there and get my laundry. But after like the shadow and everything... Mm -hmm. I've always felt like something was watching me and I was always being watched and I could never explain it. And I had this one friend in high school and I was telling her about my experiences and stuff like that. And she came over a couple times and she swore like her grandma had this type of power. I don't know if I believed it or what, but... I have another thing to share about this house, which is so crazy to me. Um, she's like, oh yeah, um, there's definitely stuff in here. She claimed that my guardian angel was upstairs and it was a male, but I didn't know who that could, who that could be because I didn't really lose any male figures that I was close to or anything die recently. And, um, she was like, there's this one word. And I was like, well, what's the word? And she's like, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. And I'm like, why? She's like, because if you say it, bad things will happen. And I'm like, well, why can't you tell me? She's like, I just can't. And she said not to go in the basement, that (laughs) there was something in there that was evil. And my base, it was a whole basement, so it was huge. But I remember, like, if you walk down the stairs, um, there was, like, this room and everything where it had, like, shelves and hooks and chains. And I was like, some, some weird shit happened here. I don't know what happened, but it was weird. And, you know, it was the same door, like, Dallas Town, but it was bigger. And it was a wooden door. And, um... It would always be open when it was closed. So I don't, I don't know like what was going on. I don't know what was there. And she said, don't feed into it because it feeds off energy if you're scared. So I tried not to think about it when I was alone. I continued to stay alone in the home. And I was like, I'm, and I just kept the lights on. And I was like, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. But I kind of was scared. But she said, don't let it know you're afraid. And she said there was just multiple things in that house. And the guy upstairs was protecting me from evil. So maybe that made me feel a little bit better. But it really didn't. Um, And then one day, I came home from school. And my parents were like, we're not going to be home. And I'm like, okay. So my cousins lived with me with my uncle at the time. And nobody was home and it was just me and my cousins and my siblings. And I kept my phone upstairs and we were all goofing off. And 
Like, we were play fighting, and I was screaming, like, oh, get off me. And we were right in front of the basement door, but it was closed. Well, when I, and we were just, like, goofing off. And then I went upstairs, and I was like, oh, I got to go get my phone. It had this recording. Now, nobody was upstairs. Everybody was downstairs. I shit you not, everything that happened, like, oh, get off of me, stop it, like, on us play fighting and roughhousing was all recorded on my phone. I can't explain how it happened, but it was there, and we all listened to it, and you heard everybody talking, but something recorded it, and Mm -hmm. nobody was upstairs. Everybody was down in the living room, in the dining room, in the kitchen. Um, I didn't really think too much into that, because I was like, Maybe it was just a fluke. I I can't explain it, guys. I have no idea. Um, and then I moved back down, back down to, I moved back down this way, to like the York area. But this place was called Edders, and I lived with my aunt. And I don't think anything spooky there happened, except for spiders. But they're not spooky. They're just creepy. Um. And, yeah, nothing really happened then for my childhood after those encounters. Um, But I still always feel watch to this day, which is scary. And I feel like I'm never alone. Um, I'm now 24 and everything. And now I live in an apartment. And my stepmom, she passed last September, I believe. And, you know, I'm sorry, let me go back real quick. So I lived in Harrisburg after I moved out, after my parents disowned me for reasons I don't want to get into. Um, And I haven't talked to them in like six, seven years or my siblings or actually anybody in that family. So it's just me Um, and I don't talk to my family and my kids and stuff. Well... My oldest is five, and probably when he was around two and a half, three, we lived in a half a house, and this had a basement, a three-bedroom, a dining room, a living room, and a kitchen, one bath. Um, My basement, my best friend said, looked like The Conjuring, and I never went in there because it just gave me creepy vibes. Well, when my son was, like I said, two and a half, maybe three, He'd be upstairs playing in his room, and I'd be, like, doing the dishes or, like, cleaning or something. And, um, I'd hear him talk. And I'd walk upstairs, and I'd be like, oh, who are you talking to? And he'd be like, oh, nobody. And I'm like, oh, okay. I was like, I thought I heard you talk. And he's like, no, I'm not talking to anybody. I'm like, okay. So I'd close his door, and... I just act like I'd have to go to the bathroom and I'd listen and then he'd have these like um he'd have these in-depth conversations and I'd be listening now I never heard anything back um but he would talk and like then he would respond and then I'd like try to peep through his door and he'd be like with his stuffed animals and he'd be like showing it to like the air and I'd open the door and be like who are you talking to? And then one time at a point he was like, oh, 
I'm talking to my friends. And I'm like, well, who are your friends? And he'd, he'd point. And he'd be like, they're right there. And I'm like, oh, so you have imaginary friends? And he was like, well, yeah. And I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, all right, continue. And then I just walk and be my, it'd be my business. And, you know, like, that's normal for kids. So I never thought of anything about it. And then when I met my best friend, she was, the guy she lived with said he had a connection to the spirit world or whatever. Don't know if I believe that either, guys. But I'm just throwing it out here if I'm going to share my paranormal experiences. I don't know if, I mean, I guess you can connect to the spirit world. It just seems like crazy to me that you talk to spirits. I mean, it's done, like, and you can feel presence and you can feel bad and evil. I don't know if he was making it up, but hey, if he isn't, that's kind of cool. If you are, shame on you. So, like, I told him, I'm like, you know, he's, um, he has imaginary friends. And, I like, I had him come check it out and everything. And he was like, oh, yeah, he has two ghost friends. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, he has two ghost friends. And I'm like, well, what can I do? He's like, just, just tell him that, um... If the ghosts say, let's do this, and it's bad, just tell them, tell him that he can't do that, and they don't need to tell him bad things, or he has to tell them to go away. So I always reiterated this to my son. And this is when I just had the one. And I was like, you know, honey, if any, if they tell you something bad, you have to come tell mommy. And he's like, okay. And he's like, we just talk. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, we talk and play. Not a big deal. He ended up growing out of it pretty quickly. Um, you know, and sometimes I ask him even now. I'll be like, well, you remember your friends you used to talk to? And he was like, what friends? Like, he has, I guess he has, like, no memory of them or what. Um, so I just dropped it because I'm like, okay, you're an only child. At, you were an only child at the time. All kids go through it. So it was normal. Well, then I moved to the apartment that I'm at now and my step like I said my stepmom passed of September in September of 2020 and it was kind of all of a sudden and I didn't think it would hit me as hard as it did but I cried and you know there was reasons why I left my family and it was on bad terms because of things that happened um and I don't like I said, I'm just not going to go in on it because it's too painful to talk about. Well, my oldest, now I have my second son who's two. Um, my oldest likes to climb into bed with me. And I tell him, I'm like, you can't climb into bed with mommy. You're a big boy. And he's like, I can't sleep in my room. And they've had nightlights. And I'm like, why? He's like, because I have nightmares. And I'm like, they're just dreams. They can't hurt you. And stuff like that. And he goes, no. If I sleep with you, the nightmares go away. They don't happen. So I let him sleep with me for a couple times. Like a couple times. And I was like, okay. You have a nightlight. I put Christmas lights up in the room that are still up because... They're, he's afraid of the dark and they're the fluorescent ones and they look nice. They're like the LEDs. So they still have them up because he's afraid of the dark and the nightlight wasn't helping him. 
Well, one night he came out and he went through like night terrors where he would look at me and he would just cry and I'd be like, what's wrong? And he'd cry and he would do this for like five to ten minutes. And I'm like, I'm not going to say his name. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then he would just lay if I'm out on the couch He would just lay on the couch and go back to sleep like nothing happened. And then I would ask him the next morning and he would have no recollection of it. Well, I got to a point the one time and I said, I have to put you to bed. And he said he didn't want to go to bed and that he was afraid to sleep. And I said, well, why are you afraid to sleep? And he told me that he woke. He was awake. I thought it was a dream. He said he saw a black figure in his bedroom and then it disappeared into his closet. Now, their closet door is always shut. And I was like, what? And I said, were you dreaming? And he was like, no. There was this shadow. This was this black shadow and he was just standing there and then he would disappear. So I named him the Shadow Man. And then a couple nights later, he said the same thing happened, but except this time, the shadow man was watching his brother sleep and just standing there. And I was like, well, did he say anything to you? What did he look like? He's like, I don't know. I only saw the black figure and then I saw it disappear. But he was watching. The shadow man was watching his younger brother sleep in his crib, which was creepy. And... I looked at their dad and I'm like, do you believe this? And he's like, I don't know. He is pretty adamant about it and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, I'm not going through this again. So, um, like I asked some coworkers around and they were like, contact a priest it could be a demon. Like they were saying like demons are black and I'm like oh hell no not in my house this ain't happening um he really hasn't brought him up again so I don't know what happened with it but the one night I got out of the shower and I take hot 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 like hell hot showers my bathroom mirror steams up and it's great Well, I got out of the shower and (laughs) I saw these two words with explanation points and the words were all in cap. And it said, quote, I have, this is the video I'm going to post on my Instagram. It said, die now, three explanation points. And I stood there and I looked at it and I'm like, this is a joke. Their dad wrote it on the mirror to scare me. Not something really to joke about. But I didn't tell anybody, like, I didn't tell them, like, I video chatted my best friend, and I was like, look at this, it says, die now, what should I do? She's like, write something with Christ, like, and Jesus, and I'm religious, but I don't go to church every Sunday, and I'm like, I don't think that's gonna work. Um, so, I didn't write it on my mirror, I said it, and I've never seen it again on my mirror, And at first I thought it was like my stepmom. I was like, my stepmom's haunting me. And like I was outside and I left work early because I tried to go to work. 
and I couldn't get through the whole day. And I was like, I forgive you. And I guess, like, that gave me, like, some sense of relief to maybe, like, if it was her and she was haunting me, just to leave me alone. I've never had any more writing on my mirror, and I really never hoped to. But, you know, anything could happen. Now, my son doesn't see the shadows, but I see black figures um, in my hallway that go to my bathroom. Every once in a while, um, I hear whispers like I hear someone say babe and I'll walk out and I'm like did you call me and he's like no I didn't call you and I'm like I swear I just heard you call or like I'll hear my name and it happens to me at work too like I'll hear whispering in my ear or I'll hear my name and I'll turn around and nobody will be there and I'm like no so that's stuff I still deal with and I don't know what I don't know what it's from but it piques my interest more into the spirit world. I actually want to get a spirit box and ghost hunt in the house. Um, I actually posted this on a paranormal spirits Facebook group. And I to- talked about the black shadow and stuff like that. And they said to seek a medium, get some sage, get a priest. Um, they think it's something powerful and evil but I'm not sure it's been pretty quiet oh I'm sorry it's been kind of quiet but I have this trash can and for the past two weekends and last night my trash can is one of the trash cans where you have to put your hand in front of it to open well I'm not by my trash can and I'm normally the only one up which is why I podcast minus the snoring if you hear it in the background um it's been opening and shutting the past couple days. and nor- Normally it only happens on Saturdays. But it happened to me last night. And <laughs> I told her dad, I'm like, we got a, we got a demon in the house. Because somebody's opening my trash can and it ain't me. And it's scaring me. I hope it doesn't happen tonight. Because I like to sit here in the dark and watch Supernatural. But when stuff like that happens, I have to put something else on. But, guys, that is my paranormal experiences. Um, If I have any more, I can definitely share them. But if someone's going to visit me, I just want them to be friendly. Um, You can follow me on Instagram, like I said, at Just a Girl in True Crime. You can follow me on my Facebook page at Just a Girl in True Crime. You can send me a Gmail at Just a Girl in True Crime. And I hope you enjoyed my spooky kind of story and I will be uploading the Instagram video either tonight or tomorrow and that is all guys um I don't know who I'm gonna do next for what's today Monday it's either gonna be up Wednesday or Friday I have a couple people but I'm gonna narrow it down and we're gonna do them I don't know who but I have I have some people in mind. It's just got to think of who I want to do. But that is all for tonight. I hope you guys keep listening. Thank you for all the listeners that I have so far. I appreciate you guys so much. Please tell your friends, family about this podcast so we can get the word out about true crime and sometimes spooky stuff. Take care.